0: Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 173, and today we are reviewing Priscilla as well as When Evil Lurks. And uh, Josh was not able to join us today.
1: Other breaking news water, (laughs) wet.
0: So we have a very special guest. Well, I don't know. Would you consider him uh, special anymore these days? You know who it is. It's Travis. Daddy's home. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Daddy's home. On, on top of it. <laughs> oh, shit. I just worked 12 hours. A uh, little little out of it, but nothing a beer, a little pick-me-up beer can't fix. So what's It'll going on? to help you Let's
2: focus.
1: You oh, hey, hey, hey. tie-in to not a, the movie, but <laughs> but to how Powell's feeling. <laughs>
3: That's
1: right.
2: Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, what's what's new? Keep it brief. I've been working my ass off on an understaffed pharmacy, but, you know, it's been great. Love to hear it. I hate my job and
1: can't wait for paternity leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so work's been great for everyone. <laughs> yep,
1: sounds like uh,
0: we all hate work right now, so... <laughs> Much different than, uh, what, a month ago, Jacob, when all three of uh, the regular guys were unemployed? Yeah,
2: it was great. (laughs) I miss it already. Yeah.
0: Well, it can't live that way forever. It's just not sustainable.
2: Unfortunately. It wasn't.
0: (laughs) Fortunately, not. All right, no need to uh, pussyfoot around. Let's fucking get into this shit. We got a beer here. Uh, this was sent to us by Travis. So
1: I don't know, Travis, you want to introduce this? Oh, sure. So this is focus from Fort George Brewing out of Astoria, Oregon, home of the Goonies. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hey, this is a movie podcast, right? We should have reviewed the Goonies. Should have. There's plenty of other Fort George beers to go around, though, so if we ever want
2: to do that, it'll be very easy. Uh, I assume this is the Comet version because I don't see Comet on it, but that's what came up.
1: Based on the can art, yeah.
2: This one is Comet, and uh,
1: I will say off the top that Fort George is quickly becoming one of my favorite breweries. Uh, Do you want me to read the... Details on untapped. Please. A little yep. story time. All right. If you're friends with a geologist, you know they are going to occasionally give you some choice samples of. Oh, God.
2: I'm glad you got this. Porphy- porphyritic Amy amia- <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, these are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you
1: guys were looking at it as well, but uh yeah. Amy Gl- Gl- Glodial. <laughs> Looks like there's a spelling error. I don't know. Uh basalt they hey, found guys. on a hike. I'm butchering the fuck out of this. All right. Well When you're friends with a hot farm, it's much the same, but with cool new hot products. Who the fuck wrote this? Focus is a collaboration with Crosby Hot Farms, focusing in on their choicest estate-grown hops and new CGX Lupulin pellets. Bright fruit flavor and a hint of honey sweetness balance the zesty tropical flavor of Comet CGX Amarillo and Mutica hops. Focus is available this fall in 16-ounce four-packs all over the Pacific Northwest. Now, Fuck your life. Chelsea and I went to the Oregon coast for a baby moon a couple months back, and we stopped at Fort George. And this was one of the beers that really stood out. And I know you guys are big fans of the west coast style ipa because you're over the fad of hazies so yep. why don't you to give it a shot really wanted josh's take on this one because he is the the most against hazies these days <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> and he's the
0: most in love with uh west coast as well yeah so kind of a
1: two for two there But yeah, it sounds like this one uh, is—they have like a—it's like a series, I guess. Focus is the series, and seems like they're just experimenting with different hops and maybe brew styles. I don't know. Leave it to the scientists,
2: you know, or geologists. Recently, decided to add more hops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
3: right.
1: Anything else to say on Focus? Focus comet, we should say. It was a banger on draft, so let's see if it is a banger in the can.
0: Yeah, I see the score is quite high, but <clears throat> that is on draft and probably a little fresher. A but four to, uh, Jacob, this on. might be this might be right up your alley, nice and
2: aged. <laughs> it's from August, it's not that old. All right, I'm cracking into it. Yeah, it should still be pretty fresh.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it, it they just good. released it when I was there, not too long ago, before. Looks very light in color, almost too light. Is <laughs> this not how it looked <laughs> uh, I when you had it? I don't know. I had beer goggles it smells on. great, <laughs> though.
2: Yeah, it's so happy and fruity
1: smelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smell is amazing. I had a taster of it, uh, for the record.
0: Oh, it's a little, it's light, but it's like, it's still very
1: opaque. I don't, like, it looks less like, you know, like yellow, orange, brown than a normal IPA. I see some,
0: a lot of particulates as well.
1: It looks like my piss when I've had a decent amount of water. But not too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Perfectly hydrated.
0: <laughs> it is quite good. It is definitely good. not as high as <clears throat> you are. It is only on one sip, but uh, I could see why this would be better on
2: draft. Um, but it is—it is very good. It is pretty juicy. I will say, but, like, mm-hmm. not quite, I don't know, to that extreme of, like, a New England. It's yeah, kind of like a it is kind of like 43 juiciness, but not as well, quite the same. <laughs>
0: is this what it's supposed to be? It tastes like a blend of a hazy and a West Coast.
1: Uh, I mean, I it didn't say that, say that in the description, but maybe that's to why me, I like I it like so much. How it drinks, but... <clears throat>
0: I don't know. You got thoughts? Am I my way off base here? Or? No,
2: I. That's what I get. Exactly. It's like a juicy West Coast IPA. Yeah, but not juicy like the
1: the IPAs you get at grocery stores. It's better no. than that.
2: No, it's super not like Juice <laughs> Force or it's fucking super happy.
1: Yeah,
0: it's pretty hoppy. It's not like super hoppy. I think it's pretty happy. I think it's it's really yeah, well balanced. Balance are, are, uh, uh, a little strong there.
2: Well, you definitely get a happy bite versus like a juicy, just juicy. Yes, that's why. That.
0: That's what I'm saying is the the blend of hazy and West yeah.
2: Coast. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. I get you know, like North a, a hint
1: of like a a spiciness to it, but then yeah, I think it's got a good bitterness to like fruit ratio, fruitiness ratio. Yeah,
0: definitely um, makes it more crushable.
1: Imagine getting a pint of this please. at the tap room, though. Mm-hmm. Yum. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next time. Well, fuck, you said it's in Oregon.
0: Yeah, whenever, whatever yeah. trip. Next time we're in Oregon. Uh, well, I was going to say next time I go, but I don't know if we have time for an, for a Portland trip. Uh, but we are, tr- we're trying to go up there eventually.
2: and well, uh, should-
1: Yeah. Before we all die, we should definitely make a trip to Portland together.
2: Well, we did kind of make a trip to Portland together. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jacob and I already did this. <laughs> we did go to Portland together. <laughs> but he didn't fucking go to Astoria. Didn't know about this, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, we 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 stayed strictly in the Portland area when Jacob yeah. visited. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But uh, the Oregon coast is beautiful and Astoria is a cool little town. Cannon Beach is like a a really good beach for the Pacific Northwest. They're kind of few and far between over here. Um, But yeah, someday we should do it. Someday.
2: Someday. First time.
1: All right. Uh, You want
0: to give it a uh, score since uh, Travis is forcing us to rate
2: beers on the show now? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4. I'm a 4.25. I am going to stay at my
1: 4.75 rating. This is what I want when it comes to a West Coast. Now, yeah, this is this that is because you
0: have in the back of your mind the lingering memory of the taproom taste? Would you give that? Would you give that rating to this beer based off of what you're drinking right now out of the can?
1: Probably not. I'm probably closer to a four point five, maybe even okay. a four or two five. But when oh, I was in the tap room, in, yeah, you know, I you was, remember, <laughs> I was teetering <laughs> on five, which is rare for me to give a West Coast a five. So
0: right, yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, if I, if I did the same thing, if I had a beer on draft and I had it in a can later, and it was like slightly less, I, I don't think I would change it on uh, untapped, but. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely definitely looking forward to making it out there. All right, moving on. Yep, everybody good. What should we start with? What do you think? I don't yeah. have a preference. Um, <laughs> we
1: don't have to jump at once. I will say, when evil lurks is. Uh... Fleeing my mind because I did see it a yeah, while watch ago. Watch
0: first. Well, <laughs> is it going to flee your mind in the next forty minutes? Like...
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like it's going right now. Hurry up! <laughs> yeah,
1: Wait, we got to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that will probably be the shorter mm-hmm. review from my perspective, just because mm, I've yeah. seen it about a month ago. Right.
0: Right. <clears throat> um Okay, so you want so it makes sense to do the longer one first. Is that what you're saying? Do Priscilla. No, that's not, not really what I was getting
1: at.
2: Oh, okay. okay.
1: I guess well, which one... is <laughs> not saying that then. He's, He's like, one. I actually have no opinion. <laughs> I was
2: just stating something.
1: You I make a decision... A... <laughs> you make a decision based off that information.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We'll go chronologically. <clears throat> All right, so... <laughs> sounds like we're starting with When Evil Lurks, because that came out sooner and that's what we all watched first uh so when evil lurks is written and directed by demian rugna oh god it stars ezekiel rodriguez demian Salomon, and some others it's really about these brothers who cares Blast synopsis reads in a remote village two brothers find a demon infected man just about to give birth to evil itself, they decide to get rid of the body only to end up unintentionally spreading chaos. What did you guys think of
2: When Evil Lurks? I enjoyed it for what it was, but I enjoyed every part like where it. it wasn't like story, I guess. like I liked the violence and just the weirdness of it, but once they started mm-hmm. like talking, I was like, mm, <laughs> what is the purpose of this because it was just like confusing and weird and like didn't matter to the actual things that were going on. I just wanted more of the great violence. But it was definitely fun. Not too long. Had some good shots. Good, Very good gore though. That was the best part by far.
0: Yeah, you're a gore hound, Jacob.
2: I love the gore.
0: Okay. Uh, do you
1: want me to go or Travis? Do I need to jog your memory? Uh, <laughs> I can go. I already uh, spilled the beans a little bit on how I felt about this in the killers of the flower moon episode that we collaborated on. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it very brief because a couple people were freaking out over the very minor spoilers that I was giving, not <laughs> spoilers in my eyes, but, uh, and I will say at the top of this, before we get into both of these movies, that I might be a little high on these. We'll see if these uh, (laughs) conversations bring me down. But uh, it might just be that we're getting towards the end of the year, and I think the year's been pretty shit so far for movies. And so... Boy, uh, we're building a narrative. (laughs) I'm I'm maybe becoming (laughs) a little more generous when I do like movies just because I'm kind of starved over here for movies that i like this year (laughs) not saying these are going to make my top 10 or anything but yeah it's uh looking at what i've seen this year these are in the top half for sure so i yeah i really liked uh when evil lurks but i didn't love it um i have some issues with it and i would like to talk about ending because i think yeah that was a bit of a letdown for me but maybe mm-hmm. if we talk about it it could go up based on your guys's mm-hmm, i'm guessing not but <laughs> <I think so. laughs> might go down farther <laughs> uh, i really like the the bleak tone of it and like jacob said there's some really good gore and effects um i really like the The pacing of it like in the first half or so it felt kind of like a disaster movie and um there are some really cool horrific moments but they did feel a little not like obvious but you could kind of feel where the scene was going before it actually yeah but i like that i think it
0: builds tension pretty well in that way like when they keep showing something yeah. you're like oh god something's going to happen with that you know and it it I think right. it, it worked in like a tension building way. Yeah. It was
1: like I, a follow-up type feel. It wasn't bad it just uh I don't know it it felt a little obvious where it was going in a couple scenes. Right. Right. Um and Yeah, I mean that's all I really have for general thoughts.
0: Okay. Um well, I well, first off we should say, you know, what this what this movie is really about <clears throat> and that's
2: family.
1: You never turn your back on family. <laughs> um
2: <laughs> got to get Except that out you there. literally drive away from. Family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh no, so yeah, I went into this with uh, I guess a little bit of expectations based on what Travis said, and I was loving the first third to a half. Um, like Travis said, that part is where the pace is amazing. Yeah, Does exactly. feel like a disaster movie. It's kind of like go go go. You so know, the movie kicks off right away with these gunshots and like this mystery element of like you know this dead body and what happened to it, and then like the the practical effects on like that that rotten and just how you know grotesque it is and all of the uh the world that they're building kind of like it's it's unique in its own way but it's very familiar with like a lot of horror tropes but it's like they cherry picked what ones from what movies they wanted to use you know there's like a little bit of uh like demon and like uh faith-based stuff there's like zombie and infected stuff um and then just like the the ultra violent stuff. And um, so, yeah, I really liked that part, but pretty much right up until they got to the brother's ex lover. Yep. I was like loving. And then after that, I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, it just kind of slows down to a halt. All that stuff with her and, you know, being a past cleaner. And then she's introducing more rules. That's just like, it, it gets too convoluted at a point. And then, yeah, the end i thought had potential to be like amazing and it totally was a wet noodle like especially some of the well the the one design choice to like of the the look of what happens of the look of the you know thing or whatever yeah was like so bland and boring i was like this is so bad it could have been amazing um and yeah, just the stuff with the schoolhouse too, and like the kids and all the rules that they were yeah, running, that was in that part. Like it, it, it
2: was so funny. confusing.
0: It wasn't even confusing. It was just like it was just I, got to a point where just it's just like they get keep the adding rule. on. Yeah, they just kept like throwing rules and like and, don't
2: run. Yeah, <laughs> then it's <laughs> lying to you. The matter. kids lie. It
0: likes it likes kids. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that it means was it's like, here because earlier. it
2: said it's in the hill. Wait, what?
0: Yeah, I don't know. just all Which of that. It got worse, like. Kind of as it went, unfortunately. And then the ending where I thought it was going to end wasn't the actual ending. And then we have like a second ending on top of that. And it's that was just it felt unnecessary. I felt like that should have been before or something. And then you try to weave in the end. Ending. I don't know. But yeah, like the stuff with his son was kind of obvious and uh, it didn't seem impactful. The ending that they, you know, the end ending. So. Uh, overall, I did like it. I am positive on it um, because this is, you know, the type of horror that I want to see. I just wish it
1: was, um, as well. Constructed. The, the second <laughs> half was as good as the first half. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. It sounds like we're all pretty much in agreement with this one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we all. I, yeah, it sounds
1: like. I mean, we we, we might have different star ratings, but... or might be different. Yeah. Right. Well, everyone has their own scale. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I will say that, um, to piggyback off of what you said, it does feel like a mix of a lot of recent things. Uh, in the killers of the flower moon episode, I said, it feels very much like the wailing in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. and then also with all the like goat stuff, it's hard not to think of like lamb or the witch (laughs)
2: yep yep um goats make you think of lambs
1: one thing i did really like and i think there were at least two instances uh some of the devil horn imagery it was kind of obvious in a sense but i I still liked it like uh when there's the uh like the the deer head like the antlers on the uh wall and then the shadow of it like kind of rep uh looks like double horns and then i think there's an image where the goat is like in the background and the a human's in the foreground but they're like uh like the you know the goats in front of them so and then the horns are sticking out above the guy's head does that sound mm -hmm. familiar or no
0: I'm going to be honest. None of those yeah. images. I did not catch that. If I watched. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't catch that, but that would be interesting.
1: I to, remember
2: uh, antlers see? and stuff, but I never thought anything about it being like devil horns.
1: I remember yeah, it, at least in two instances also. of it, but yeah. again, it's been like a month. So I, I remember right. the, the one specifically, but then I think there was another one, but I'm not hundred percent on what it actually was. <laughs> there yeah. could have been well, more. I too, mean, that but... makes
0: sense. It, it was well shot. And I, Um, you know, for the most part,
1: uh, a lot of the technical aspects were well done. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, not that we're supposed to give free passes or extra credit, but this is a pretty small movie and I do think it deserves some recognition. So, you know, if I give it an extra half star or so to inflate it a bit, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad (laughs) or guilty for doing that.
0: Okay, does, uh, does giving it an extra half star give it any extra publicity?
2: Oh, yeah. If everyone Gravis who follows me on a half star <laughs> I think it'd be more worth everyone time to, uh, is like, oh my God, okay, I'm in.
0: Yeah, spread the word about it and say, hey, maybe you should check this out rather than uh, <laughs> give it a free pass. But, you know, that's just that's, my advice. You can take it or leave it.
2: Well, if I'm it doesn't calm. have that many reviews, then I guess maybe that could help a little bit, but, you right? N- you know what I mean. Help the skew. We know.
1: <laughs> I'm probably coming down a half star. Just, just to that. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fair. But I mean, yeah, it I was see... there
2: to skip the publicity for it, and now it back to reality. Exactly.
0: Well, I could see going into this without without having any expectations, just like you know, watching it, thinking it's gonna be another low budget horror movie, and you know, kind of being not blown away, but like, wow, that was really good for what it was and in ending where you were at first. And then maybe thinking about it, it's, it's a little bit lesser, but um, yeah, I could totally see it both ways. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Should we get into spoilers for this or do we have any spoilers for this? Sure. Um, Yeah. I just want to say the end. I, I mean, I danced around it, but like you guys obviously know what I'm talking about. So for anybody else that's seen it, he does the rotten does end up giving birth to evil itself or whatever. And then it kind of, and it's just like a child that's like painted black or whatever, you know, some makeup, it's all black and it's just like a normal bald kid or whatever. And then it walks out into the field and the other kids follow it. It was like so anticlimactic. (laughs) Like there was nothing different about the kid. Like even if they wanted to go that route with a child and, you know, make it, put the horns on it or, you know, do have something shocking. I don't know. It's just for this whole buildup and like how, how much they made a big deal of like, we can't let this happen. We cannot let it give birth to, it's going to give birth to evil itself. And then the whole world will be fucked. Like that's what happens. And then it's just walks away in a field. Very uh anticlimactic to me.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. would agree.
2: I didn't understand honestly when by that point like the rules and like that machine and stuff and how it was supposed I didn't really get how it was supposed to be used to kill it like it's correctly. True. and they
0: like set it up earlier too they're like they find parts to it and they're like yeah oh, I've seen this before and then like yeah it didn't that didn't I'm like, seem why does it have
2: to be up like why does it have to be at the same level like I was yeah, really it didn't confused seem to gel with the uh with the <laughs> whatever we were watching.
0: And then you don't even get to see it in action. So it's like, yeah, why he did just like hits all it those w- rules? and
2: smashes the head in with it. But yeah. I'm like, does that count? Like, but then like the kid came out, I'm like, did he succeed? He guy? still lived. <laughs> like, did he win? I don't understand at all what happened at the end. Oh boy. Like, it was really a fumble at the end there.
1: One aspect that was also a little weird to me was, um, I don't know how we want to define this. The uh, the boy with special
2: needs. Yeah, th- because the special needs disabled. kids are possessed, Travis. Yeah, that <laughs> obviously. Thank
3: you for assuming so.
1: That part was weird. It just felt kind of unnecessary to. Yeah what what
2: was the point of that? Just so the end? Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, like, because, like, the, the cleaner end. lady is like, oh, like, the evil is within him, or whatever. He's like, no, he's just as autism. <laughs> like,
3: oh, it's in him. And he's like, oh, he's just that way. Trust me.
1: <laughs> he, like, that's just how he is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was
1: really get, weird. I'm not trying to get woke or anything because that's not the uh, angle I typically take, but it just seemed a little distasteful to go that route at all.
2: Yeah. Like, they could have just. I mean, I felt like it could have it added some kind of like urgency by having him because, like, he they he loved you know he loved his kid, no matter what, and he wanted to, him to survive too. So like taking him with him and like the struggle that may add to it, but then like when it's just like he's possessed and that's why he's autistic or whatever. I'm just like, what? No, it's not. It's not. That's not why he is right. Or am I? Is it that not... That's what I kind of got from it. Or is he just like hey, he's possessed he and was... you can't tell because he's...
0: because that No, because it would mean that he's been possessed like
2: his whole life. That's why I was confused. I honestly thought that's what they were saying. Oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were saying he is the way he is because he's possessed. Why else was he... How would she know he's possessed anyway?
1: No, I don't think it's that. I can't remember exactly it's why, gonna, but I thought that... They, I thought they give a line like it it reacts differently to you know, someone yes, who's yes, they do. They oh, it says um they
0: like get that. in like when they're inside, it's not like the way that a normal human brain is, so they get like confused and thing like they're act differently than they a normal possession. They do say that. Oh. Okay. But I don't <laughs> remember but it's not uh, that doesn't really answer Jacob's question, I don't think. But I, <laughs> yeah, I still, I still don't think it was with him his whole life. I don't know. To me, it was kind of like the setup for for the end, yes, and just for that for the, moment, end. the unsettling. It was kind of worked where he like is just like completely normal for a second.
1: <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no? Yes. No, I do. <laughs> no, you, no, no one agrees sure i just again it just felt weird to include it at all yeah it felt
0: i still agree with that yes (laughs) yeah Um, i mean they really yeah in the beginning i liked it because it is like that disaster movie where it's like oh we have like this you know having having someone with special needs that would be like a very a hindrance in an in a apocalyptic scenario one good
1: aspect of that was uh, the ice cream scene, dealing with that while dealing with everything else. Because, I mean, that's that's a real-life thing. Like, you know, um, a kid with autism or, or not, but it's usually a little more extreme in that sense. Um, well, you know he has autism because he wants apple ice cream. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the way he throws a tantrum felt very realistic. Um, and then, yeah. you know... <clears throat> Of course, that's not the big concern and in, in the big picture of it all, but like it has to be addressed head on because of, you know, the scenario or. So I thought that was one aspect where it actually worked well or added to the tension or suspense of the movie. But when it exactly tried... and
0: all this stuff is in the first half of the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did really um, like I, I mean we danced around it, but the the scene with the dog and then um the I think it was the mother what the dog doing? Back hit, uh, like running over, I forget who she hits, but that whole scene was pretty awesome just the the chaoticness of it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> Little snack. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scene with transporting the uh the rotten, that was pretty good too. And then them trying to go back and it's missing. Yeah. That was good. And I do just like... the look of the rotten was awesome. I, I know we kind of touched on it, but yes. There was a moment at the end actually that was kind
0: of satisfying and it had to do with the stuff in the beginning. The brother. I thought that was a a a decent payoff. Remind me. <laughs> he uh he assists like he he they find he finds out that he like lied he assists um i think he helped the he like helped his mom or her, the brother or whatever escape or get out mm. and he was like remember he like lied to him he said he was just like seeking shelter and that was in the beginning but right uh yeah it's something like that
1: yeah okay uh anything else on when evil lurks Good movie, but was uh missing an element to really put it over the top, or maybe yeah. just fumbled the ending, and that's what
0: <laughs> Yeah, give the uh screenplay a couple more passes and uh, oh yeah,
1: be in good shape all right, let's rate it out of five stars. What are you guys gonna say? All right, so I was alluding to giving it a four. I think I'm gonna yep. go down to three point five, but I will uh let the record show that this is it would either be my lowest four of the year or my highest 3.5 as of right now. So I think we're going to go with highest 3.5. That's all semantics. I'm more concerned (laughs) with the fact that you're changing your rating after a month. (laughs) Okay. Well, to be fair, I danced around 3.5 and four for a few days and then Mm -hmm. landed at a four, was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. Was hoping this review would, you know, cement that, but it didn't. So right. coming down, yeah. We're we're splitting hairs here with the the three point oh. 5, five and four. All right,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I am a three. I probably a heavy three, but um, three nonetheless. Of so. Sorry, no free passes. You
1: gotta earn every half right, star, <laughs> Damien.
0: Whatever the fuck your name is. Okay, so. Before we get into our next review, two movies requires two beers, so we have another beer here, which was also sent to us uh, from Travis. Yeah, I love you, Dad. Uh, and it is called "You'll Get Nothing and Like It," just like
1: a uh, just like a a real dad would say. And I believe that is a quote from the movie Caddyshack. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. Don't quote you on the quote. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, you're probably right. I mean, the so the the artwork is like a ball, kind of like a flaming ball with a sigil in the oh, middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah the man, colors man. are very reminiscent of old school golf oh. colors. I mean that that forest green and yellow and red kind of looks like a you know like a master's jacket.
1: I, th- I would say that's probably right. Well, and the the middle of the crest is like a gopher, which oh yes, is also yeah, prominent in the movie, So yeah, we should have reviewed Caddyshack, but we <laughs> should didn't. review Goonies and Caddyshack. But we're talking about fucking <laughs> <killing> <laughs> when you've learned since then. Well, this is a new release show, not a classics. So right, gotta save the um, classics for the premiums.
0: All right. So I guess we sh- don't. We, I can do this one. Make you introduce, but okay, you can. Good. Cause I need to drink my beer. Yeah. So one of you guys talk about
1: this. This will be a lot easier than the other one. I don't see any big <laughs> words. <laughs> no and Josh is one. really missing out. Cause in my opinion, these are two banger West Coast IPAs. He does have focus waiting for him whenever he decides to crack it open. But I did not send him one of these. So. He will get nothing and like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the style guide for this one is, oh, first of all, this is from Georgetown Brewing out of uh, Seattle, Washington. They are a pretty prominent brewery in the area. Uh, You can typically get a Georgetown beer at like Red Robin or any other, like, you know, when when you see like a typical tap list that, doesn't really uh, go too far in the Take craft scene, yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> um, but yeah, this is one of their newer IPAs. And uh, style guide reads: When someone says you'll get nothing and like it, hope this is the beer they put in your hand. A pale golden IPA with minimal bitterness, packed with aromas and flavors of pineapple, strawberry, ripened citrus, and pine. Contains wheat. Now it calls it a pale golden IPA. I don't know if I've ever heard that term before, but it is seven percent. So, and typically, I when I hear pale, I think like you know a lesser IPA, as in like a five point five percent, right around that range, maybe pushing six. So, I don't know, but uh, and it says yeah, it contains wheat, and uh, I love when my IPAs have wheat in them. So I'm I'm excited for this. (laughs)
0: Alright, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Was that a premature crack?
1: Oh, yep. Sorry. I was like, I'm ready. No, we're
0: ready. We're, we're ready. What, what was I waiting for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need an invite to open your beer, right? Fuck. Actually, I think I I like it when there's oats in my beer. Not there's probably wheat in every beer, right? Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm oats, but, but it's okay. If you want wheat in it too? Then that's fine. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, you'll get what you get and like it. <laughs> Color is actually a little on the, the hazy side. It's a little cloudy for a. Now this is one you've had as well. We mm-hmm.
0: need. Do we need a? A history lesson. with This? No, 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 no. I had taste. a can of it at
1: a friend's house. Really liked it. It's uh It was an easy one to get. You know, it was like a. It was like a stocking stuffer when I when I yeah, sent your yeah. care package. <laughs> <laughs> Got to fill in the gaps with something. Exactly. You're playing your flat rate, right, so <laughs> I have a massive head on this thing. So give me a sec. <laughs> well, I just finished my other one. So. See, I taste. I taste West Coast. I mean, it looks like a hazy, but I get more That's of a West Coast flavor. What are you saying? This is an odd
0: one. Um, I don't think it tastes that hazy. I don't think it tastes that much like a West Coast. Uh, it's, man, kind of hard to put my finger on it right perfectly now. perfectly balanced. <laughs> Between what, though, is the question? <laughs> Both styles. <laughs> It smells super, um, kind of like melony. Melony, yeah, but not her. like stone fruit. <laughs> you know, like a melon. Yeah, like a more mellow, not too sweet, but like juicy fruit, like a melon.
1: It does say flavors of pineapple, strawberry, ripened citrus, and pine. Hmm. Minimal bitterness. I think there's a a solid amount of. I think there's a solid amount of bitterness. Well, definitely, it, it just tastes like a fruity IPA.
0: Which, But it's not like a hazy. Like, I definitely yeah. don't have that. This Well,
1: the style is American on untapped. untapped. Yeah. But in the description, says it says a pale, a pale IPA. golden IPA. Yeah. Which, so where... Yeah. i never where heard of it. West Coast? Besides it being from... I thought American is West Coast. I thought they're just they're interchangeable. <laughs> no, I know. I'm talking about the style of IPA. I thought American and West Coast were interchangeable. Um. No, I think...
2: Kind of like I'm, okay, hazy I'm,
1: and New England are interchangeable, depending on who you talk to. Ye, I No, I don't think so. is like I mean, the yeah, generic term. IPA. New England is a bit more Both specific. Are
0: not West Coast.
1: I'm still on page 17 of my book, Beer, or whatever page I said nope, last time. So. We were saying there's American IPAs that are not West Coast IPAs. Yeah, they're, so. they're definitely not interchangeable. Okay, well, then my mistake. And I said that I'm still on page 17 or whatever page of my beer book, so I can't oh, okay. yeah. shed more light on this.
0: Yeah. Well, when you get to the styles or whatever style guide, I'll um, yeah, we'll have you back on. You can just follow. just you wait. <laughs> it's going to be huge. All right, ratings. I think I'm uh, the same. I think I'm going 425 on this as well. Maybe a four.
1: I was on a four two five last time I had this. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I could maybe bump it down to a four, but who gives a shit? It's really good. I mean I can see why
0: you like it more. You're you're it's probably more up your alley, but um
1: See I don't get the you're... like the hazy juiciness of it. I to me it tastes more like a West Coast. <laughs> or a West Coast that I enjoy. I typically stay away from West Coast. Not that I dislike them. I just... It's not my favorite style, so...
0: Okay, ready to move on to Priscilla?
1: Yep. Elvis and Me? Yeah. (laughs) Could have
0: been a better title. Could have been huge. No way! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Priscilla is written and directed by Sofia Coppola. Also... Well, okay. Based on the novel by Priscilla Presley... And the book, Elvis and Me, is written by Sandra Harmon. What? Is that right? Okay. Anyway. Uh, it stars Kaylee Spaney, Jacob Elordi, Ari Cohen, and Dagmara Dominichek. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, when teenage Priscilla B- Ballou Baloo? meets Elvis Presley, the man who is already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments, a thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable, best, vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable best friend. Uh, what did you guys think of Priscilla? Uh,
1: yeah, I would mostly agree with uh, what Jacob is saying. I think it's it's an interesting story, uh, maybe an important one to tell because typically we we always get just the Elvis side of it when these stories are told. Uh, I thought it was well made um I think maybe where it feels a little long or a little boring is because it's one note um I think if it if it did a little more, it might have elevated it um <clears throat> and yeah, it is a little hard to watch I, at times I guess just due to like the grooming and manipulation and control that goes on in the relationship. But yeah, none of that really surprised me, uh, because I've kind of heard rumors of that about Elvis along the way. Uh, I did see the uh Lerman one from last year, and I think I prefer this. Although th- I think that one obviously paints a a more complete picture of Elvis's life slash career. This one is primarily focused on their relationship, which I really liked that aspect of it um, because a lot of the celebrity of Elvis is in the like background of this movie. A lot of it is from her perspective and, um, kind of, you know, what she's feeling and dealing with while being in a relationship with someone of that fame. um, and yeah, I did think it looked really good, and I did like the performances. I think uh, Jacob Elordi did a, a good job as as far as giving a performance. Uh, I think if you if you want to talk about Austin Butler's performance, that was more of like a imitation of Elvis, and this was more of like a an actual performance. There's there's like hints of the voice, and um, but it does feel kind of like its own thing as well. So, um, yeah, I I did really like it overall, but I feel like it was a little too one-note, or was just missing an element that could have set it over the top.
0: Well, I think we are in agreement again.
1: (laughs) Uh, To me,
0: this, uh, yeah, I liked, I'm not like a, I don't, I'm not too familiar with Sofia Coppola's movies, but I have seen, I know I've seen The Beguiled, um and this kind of like the look of this kind of reminded me of that there's lots of hazy rooms and you know dimly lit (laughs) rooms and shots and things like that but uh it's all (laughs) very moody and atmospheric which works for um a lot of these you know emotionally tense scenes and things like that um so i liked I, i did like how it looked and just how it was directed, um, and comparing it to the Baz Luhrmann film, um, I definitely wasn't as high as Travis was on that. I kind of disliked that movie. Um, a lot of it. All right, let's seems- let's set
1: the record straight. I think I
0: gave it three stars. <laughs> okay, well, I gave it a two. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I did yeah, not. I just. That. <laughs> I think comparing them, uh, which we don't, you know, don't have to do, but it's it's bound to happen. Um, that movie is like super overacted and overproduced. And like you said, it's an imitation and everything is very big and, you know, showy. And Mm -hmm. that's obviously not what this movie is, uh, which is what I like about it. I like a lot of those, the performances are very understated, but that's what makes them good. Like this probably won't get like, well, it might, but like acting, you know, nominations for the Oscars and stuff. But to me, the performances were a lot better than Elvis like because they're so understated and you're getting I don't know more complexity that way almost well and it's Tom Hanks obvious.
1: performance really brings down the quality of performance yeah. in the uh Vassler <laughs>
0: yeah I wonder if it was intentional too to like never show the colonel in this movie like just to not draw a comparison but um I mean yeah the movie is about their relationship really not not Elvis's career and uh I do like how yeah. Basically the whole movie is like from start to finish The start of spoilers, the start of the relationship to the end of the relationship. And that's the movie. Um, The things I didn't like is, yeah, it is very one note. It's a lot of repeating things and you do get it, get quote unquote, get it very early on. Like what it's going to, what's going to happen. What's what it's going for. Um, Not that it, discredits the story it's still important to tell yeah Uh, which is fine but by the end it just felt like such a nothing movie to me i didn't feel i didn't even feel uncomfortable i guess in the same way that you guys sounded like watching this stuff was like hard to watch it just felt like well yeah
3: yeah, not that it's hard to watch but
1: just the fact that he's i mean he starts Talking slash dating her when she's in ninth grade, which is really gross. <laughs> it like no, it, it very much calls I, yeah, attention to itself.
0: I mean, obviously, it's it's criticizing all of those aspects, and yeah, um you know, I like all the stuff that it's you know that it's saying that sh- like you know don't don't date or marry and like lose your identity as a person and all of that stuff. The messaging is is you know obviously great but uh, yeah i I agree it's missing an aspect or an element to it and to me i think some of the stuff that it didn't explore like towards like the halfway or two-thirds point it hit this very weird pacing where we were going through like phases of elvis's life but very quickly like this uh well i mean like he was always into drugs and shit but like this drug phase this reading philosophy phase phase, uh, Jesus phase. He
3: loves you and he's watching out for you.
0: Um, so, we, you know, it's, and it's just like blowing by all these and then like time is passing very quickly. It just felt like it was very invested in the intricacies of the relationship in the beginning. And then like, we're like, okay, we got to hit all these, you know, we're coming up on two hours. We got to hit all these milestones though to get to the end. And then it just ends. And it's like, Okay. And I thought the end was kind
1: of bad in this one as well. Yeah, the ending definitely (laughs) left a bit more to be desired. I kind of wish we would have gotten a little more of her life after the relationship. Uh, Because they touch on it for like a scene. And then that's all you get. The scene where she's uh, like practicing Taekwondo or martial arts or whatever. And then there's like another brief scene that follows that where they're like, you know, having lunch or whatever out um, at at a table outside and then that was like all we got as far as like life after the relationship and I don't know if I want uh, anything the, after because
0: again I like how the movie is is the rela- like the relationship is the movie so like when that yeah when the relationship ends the movie is over because like if it was a biopic about Pr- Priscilla we could have seen before she met Elvis and after she met Elvis but it's I think it's supposedly supposed to be their relationship
1: yeah i don't know it, maybe like an additional scene or something not
0: like anything. what i wanted to see was was more build up of how she got like she got the the will she got her agency back like she's like you know i'm finally gonna end this and you know doing the things on her own because like she seems she changes almost like her personality changes at a point in the movie, but it, there's not a buildup to that. Like when she is, uh, you know, with her friends or whatever, she seems more independent. She seems like she's, you know, really fed up with his bullshit. And then like, she has that, you know, the end, but again, it's, it's, it seems very abrupt.
1: I, I think you get that. I mean, for the most part, like she, it, it's kind of like she gives him, you know, X amount of chances. And eventually she, she yeah she grows older, she matures, she like you know gets smart um and- and how he how he is, and then eventually just comes to the conclusion like yeah he's he's not gonna change, he's obviously going off the deep end towards the end, and um, I don't know, I think there was enough of that,
0: yeah, yeah that's true i mean part
1: of part of the whole movie is her being like young and a little naive and also like being caught up in the like celebrity of it all. And, um, like who wouldn't want to date Elvis, especially as like a teenager. I mean, the thought of that sounds amazing, right. On paper. And, uh, she, the movie starts with her in Germany. And so she obviously left a life in America to be in Germany, uh, due to like her dad's, you know, war career, whatever. Um, and so she thinks by dating him, it's going to give her a different life. But in actuality, it's really the same because, I mean, it's pretty obvious with what it's trying to do or say, but there's a moment early where she's like, there's nothing to do around here. And then she thinks by dating him, not that that's the only reason why she would want to date him. She thinks he's like her escape into this like life of luxury. And it is at first, but then but then yeah she's just kind of like his puppet to a degree like he's doing whatever the hell he wants and then <laughs> and then he he's using his like power or fame to like you know manipulate her and then as a young girl you're going to i guess put up with that to a degree because you don't know any different but then as she gets older and he's kind of like a repeat offender she finally gets wise to it and then is done with it so yeah i like the whole through line of it but again the through line is very one note and kind of the whole movie and so it's like two hours of that and
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and very i mean not that it's supposed to be uh, complex or ambiguous but it's you know very obvious as well just like what it's going for and and Again, that's fine. Messaging is great, but yeah, OneNote. It's a lot of that stuff. Um,
1: I I do think... um, I mean, I think the movie paints Elvis in a bad light, and deservedly so, but I do think there's a bit more going on in his life that they kind of brush over or don't really like shed light on. And I don't know the, the real truth, but in the Austin Butler Elvis movie... They touch on his manager, like kind of feeding his addiction and, um, his manager, you know, uh, Elvis was kind of the, the manager's puppet to a degree where he was.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you can assume that the manager or, you know, his doctors are on orders from his manager. Like he, he takes those, he takes those, uh, uppers or whatever he takes because he's oh, like, he takes everything, dude. my Yeah, but he says they're prescribed by my doctor. So he, I mean, I don't know like how like guilty he is in, you know, taking them as drugs or as like you know party drugs or whatever. But like he takes them because they're prescribed to him. So you can assume that's under the same control of the manager.
1: I I guess what I'm getting at is it, it doesn't really get into the like pressures of being Elvis in this movie too much. Not as much as the the other movie, at least, and. Again, it feels a little one-note in just painting him in this light of... And it could be 100% true, you know, like the whole grooming and manipulation of this relationship. But I feel like it could have touched a bit more on just... Well, I mean, that's not really the movie because the movie is it from... yeah, it, it's yeah. From- And to play, <laughs> to play devil's
0: advocate, if they were to get into any of that stuff too deeply, then it becomes a scapegoat or an excuse. I think part of the point yeah, is Yeah, it's that, like, a, like there a, should apologetic. not be any, Yeah, there should not be any excuse for treating a woman or being in a relationship like this. Yeah,
1: I yeah. guess it just goes back to the point of it being one note. And right. I don't it'd be a little bit more interesting to have the holistic story or approach even though I get like stylistically and you know every, why they went this route.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that the two most recent uh, Elvis movies are, you know, both. Well, the bot. I, I don't think they're both. They both don't get deep enough, I guess, into what anything interesting really about his life and career.
3: Yeah, because be anything,
1: anything unknown. The the Baz Luhrmann one is kind of like the Wikipedia of Elvis. Exactly, it touches. <laughs> you know, it just hits beat by beat, and you get kind of the whole picture, but. You don't go deep enough in certain areas. And then this one, it's very focused. And so you kind of lose some of that outside stuff that surrounds Elvis and this relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one had actually more things... About you know his personal life that like that movie didn't show like just like that whole like when he got super into philosophy and reading angle like that was something that I don't remember yeah. from the Bosler movie but that's because it's not as interesting to show in a movie like that whereas this you know affected their relationship more so you do get to see that
1: mm-hmm. and I, I I mean I I kind of like the way that their into intimacy was. in this because um the whole time you know they are like a lot of heavy petting going on but she's underage and (laughs) and you know she wants to like feed on those desires and then she She wants to feed on that elvis cock oh yeah but he keeps pushing her away because you know because it's wrong because of how young she is but he like tells her it's because she's like special and he wants to wait for this special moment which just adds to the whole like grooming and manipulation of it all which is gross but i i just like the way it was handled in the movie yeah i agree no i think that's uh a good angle as well and just
0: there's um there's you know a lot of like moments to besides that of, you know, control and puppetry and things like that, you know, him telling her how to dress and how he wants mm-hmm. her hair and, you know, just a lot of small things like that, you know, and she fights back. A job, he's like, I a want it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can see that she, she's not as submissive as she comes across, like, you know, or that he wants her to be, I mean,
1: maybe at first she right. is initially, but Ash, up against
0: Elvis Presley, you know, she's, she's an, to her she's a nobody and this is Elvis he was right. already he was already a star when they met so it's like yeah to come to overcome that is is something that, that seems like it took a lot
1: yeah i mean not going to comment on you know how other women would handle that scenario but i do think she was pretty you know brave and strong for how she handled everything i mean She got taken advantage of, of course, but over the course of time, she, as she got older, she matured and, you know, she, she was aware of his, his little tricks and games the whole time, but kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt for various reasons. And then just, you know, eventually, it's like with any relationship, you know, you, you love this person, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you think they'll change, you think things will improve. But as time goes on, it just, it just wears on you and then there's a breaking point and boom.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's true. I don't think anybody, well, not anybody, you'd have to be pretty naive and emotionally immature to watch this and yeah. just blame Priscilla and say, Oh, why didn't you just break up with him? <laughs> like it's, Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean all of that stuff, it, it's all, we're saying a lot about like what the movie is about and it's all, but it's all just like as plain as day right there in front of you and like it happens the way you would expect it to and uh it looks nice while you're watching it but yeah it's missing that extra element and you know a little oomph to uh yeah. to, to put
1: it in the upper echelon of I did like I did like the uh, like the whole art direction of it all, like the costumes, the sets. Um, I like the uh, the old camera, like photography style. Uh, There -hmm. were some really good shots, like or scenes, like the Roman candle scene looked really good. Um, uh, The scene, oh
0: well, okay, uh, the scene where it's towards the end when he's in his um,
1: disc whatever era.
0: Yeah, the Vegas era and it's the shot from behind and it's kinda like That was really crazy. cool.
1: Yeah. And you barely see any of the crowd. He's kind of like yep. on stage alone. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was good. Um I also I like the way the the recreation of like the magazine and album covers were done. Um how they used Jacob like too. Al- Alordi's face or uh compared to just, you know, using Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I feel like you could go either way with what you prefer in a, uh, like, recreation or... They must, they must have
0: done some tweaking, because, like, he. I think he does look like Elvis in the movie, but, like, when they do those, the old-style album covers and stuff, he really looks like Elvis. Like, there's some tweaking or something going on there. Don't you think? Like, I think he looks like Elvis in the movie majority of the time, but, like, when you see those images it like I think it really looks like Elvis.
1: Yeah. And I mean towards the end they they play with his hair and sideburns a bit, but they don't play with his weight, which I thought was weird because I know he was a little more heavy set, uh at least a little more top heavy <laughs> during his Vegas, Vegas days. And yeah. um there's none of that, which I feel like that's just a, a choice, yeah. I guess. They didn't want to plump him up for whatever reason. Jacob Lordy's not committed. I guess. He can't can't gain and lose the weight like Christian. Committed to the bed.
0: He's got a fucking film salt burn and euphoria, so what a wuss. Oh yeah. Oh I have to ask. Oh god. Me first. Uh thoughts on the uh true romance ripoff?
1: Was that intentional or not? The the music, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Is it the exact or is it just because? I mean, it's not the same. It's a it's it is a song by. I had to look it up. Well, you know that True
0: Romance aped Badlands score. Well, I've never seen Badlands, but I do know that. Yes. Okay. But this is called Gassenhauer by Eric Charleston. And it is slightly different, yeah. but it is like the same notes and timing and everything. And I'm like, yep. is this True Romance ripoff or like nod because Elvis is a big part of True Romance? <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even
1: think about that aspect. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I I definitely thought of True Romance when that jingle started. I played it's got yeah. that like xylophone sound. Um, yeah, I, I don't know wh- why the. The choice. I just, I, but it, yeah. it did stand out.
0: That and then I was like, okay, I wonder if anyone else thought True Romance or am I
1: crazy? <laughs> no, I definitely thought of True Romance. I mean, yeah, it is a little different, but I mean, that jingle is like, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> similar. I did like the soundtrack though and um how it wasn't just full of Elvis songs. I mean, there's a, a couple, but they don't well, like,
0: you know, like i don't think that the uh his estate or whatever what approved of the image that they were portraying so they like wouldn't allow them to use licensed music that's what i heard mm. which wow. uh, I, I i mean i'm glad because i like i like how they use a lot of songs of the era and then right. the original and score stuff that they use i thought worked pretty well so i'm in
1: agreement with you i like the music yeah well i know i, I haven't done too much research on this movie yet but um I believe their daughter she did not want the movie to be made but then she died this pa- this year so we tried to ask her she didn't ask her, so
0: silence is a yes <laughs> <laughs> No I heard the same thing she didn't uh you know obviously Priscilla Presley she was a producer on it wrote the book so it's her story but yeah, obviously his daughter, you, you know, it's it's like you ha- you hearing all this bad shit about one of your parents and it's like, you know, they have you you held it this at this pedestal and uh yeah, yeah, I I would, it makes sense why she wouldn't want it to be made. But. And
1: I mean, his life or death is a bit of a tragedy even if he did le- like live a life of luxury for how many years? Yeah. I don't I don't know the real truth of Elvis. I haven't dug into it, but I think there's a bit more going on than just him being like a famous prick. <laughs> yeah, and as bad as this as bad as he was in the relationship or whatever,
0: I mean, that's Oh, dude. Speaking there's probably of... a lot of things he did that were good.
1: Speaking of being bad in a relationship, when he says he needs a break, you do not say that to your pregnant wife. I like <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like exactly. He didn't
1: mean it. So, words of advice to any male out there: do no. not try this at home. <laughs> yeah, he, I, he, in I the mean, room.
0: Yeah, he said it, and then as soon as she walked out, he's like,
2: "I'm joking." I'm joking.
1: <laughs> Chelsea's eight months pregnant right now, and if I said that to her, I would literally crush her. Like <laughs> that would. <laughs> Like, what? No matter how stressed out you are, how, like, whatever you are with the relationship, you don't, you just don't do that. Which, I, you know, was very purposeful in the movie, but I was like, bro. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything uh, else regarding Priscilla, but I did, Kyle, you touched on uh, Sophia Coppola a bit when you first started the review. Yeah, was- just her filmography. I'm not very familiar with, so.
0: On the Rocks and The Big Isle, and that's it. Um, But I know Lost in Translation was recently added to Netflix, and um, uh, it shot up on my
1: watch list because of that. I will get around to it. Of the films I've seen of hers, I've seen, I think, pretty much, I might have seen all of her, all of them, actually, like all of her feature films, maybe not like her short films or the uh, A Very Murray Christmas, but. I think I've and seen all of her features, a lot of music videos. <laughs> I would say "Lost in Translation" and "The Beguiled" rank above this, but um, it's not too far from the top. I think she's a a good director and makes, you know she makes good films. But there hasn't really been any movie of hers that has really like blown me away. And I just realized yeah. that uh, the. Priscilla poster is AP in the style of the Beguiled. The uh, vertical font, the vertical cursive font. <laughs> is that her thing uh, now? <laughs> depending, on, depending
0: on what poster you're looking at. Well, come on,
1: Kyle. The, the two main posters.
0: <laughs> well, I know. I'm saying there's one, though, that's like... The one of her face is the vertical one, but there's another one of her and Elvis about to kiss at the wedding, the wedding scene, and that's um, horizontal and... But yeah okay well very, uh the, the the font the uh coloring is also like very pastel in the posters yeah. too so.
1: yeah 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 i mean it's the same exact font and style yes. so true Letter true. letterbox is
0: <laughs> our lord it <laughs> so went from uh yeah so from the beguiled to on the rocks to this so in the middle there she learned don't do that don't use this font movie sucks back to uh that was a paycheck
1: let's be real (laughs) for apple tv that was apple
0: (laughs) don't remember i remember very little about that movie i'm gonna be honest it washed right over me yeah okay uh (laughs) anything else on priscilla that is all all right what are you guys gonna give it out of five stars i'm gonna give it a light four. I am a three as well. Okay, let's get into some nano reviews. What Na- uh, nano what you guys got? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> why don't we? Uh, we'll hit the ones that uh, we we watched. We both watched, and then um, I can blow through the rest of mine quickly. So I'm saving you all my go. air
1: time three. as a rebuttal to one of Kyle's watches. Okay. Uh, well, what do you want to start with? Carrie or Terrifier Two? You pick. Let's, let's, let's do Terrifier 2. Yeah, let's do Terrifier 2. All
0: right. So I watched Terrifier 2, and I liked it quite a bit. I had heard that this one goes, like, way bigger and stuff. Like, I didn't really get that feeling. But it is it is broader, for sure, than the first one. But yeah, I really liked the 80s aesthetic to it. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very I think it's like a perfect Halloweeny movie. I think the first one and the second one because they take place on Halloween they're not only horror movies but they're like
1: perfect Halloween watches. Mm-hmm. And I did
0: watch this before Halloween for the record. I know where.
1: This one definitely has has more I mean it's obviously longer but it has more of a Halloween vibe than the first one. Definitely. definitely. This one just kind of feels like a bloated version of the first one with <laughs> a bit a bigger budget. <laughs> yeah. Well I don't know if i because the, the first budget, one's but... the first one's mostly one location
0: yes yeah but it doesn't I don't think it improves it doesn't improve like the budget the increased budget doesn't improve like the look of it or, or anything I think they definitely increase the runtime and yeah some of the acting and stuff like that for sure the sets and a lot of that stuff effects. I think that's where all the budget went because the look is virtually the same um I think this movie had potential to be amazing. Like, with the yep. magical element and, like, that, like, the sword and everything, it like was doing this amazing
1: build up and then, like, didn't use it or go anywhere with it. See, I know. That I, like, is my biggest that. gripe of this. <laughs> Cause, yeah, it is a little too long. And, like Kyle said, I was loving it up until the final showdown is a bit of a letdown. And I yes. wanted it to go, like, full, like, Fan, you know, like fantasy, like, um, uh, you know, kind of like stepping into like the Mandy territory, but it, it just doesn't. I don't know. The final showdown is a little lackluster, mm-hmm. and then the runtime also, it's just like, okay, like we get it. We don't need two hours and fifteen minutes of this. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: two hours is fine. Like, whatever. But I
0: mean, yeah, there's even a lot of setup that they could have cut. Like the The whole like dream sequence was very long. That could have been. that is pretty awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. But like it could. I mean, I was, but like just where it pays off or like how they use it doesn't seem consequential. So like a couple flashes of that imagery like would have been fine. Like we didn't need to like watch the entire thing play out. And that's just an example of something that stood out as uh, overindulgent and could have been cut. But I'm sure there's more scenes in the movie besides that. So,
1: but also, I mean, not that I'm dis or yeah, g- giving this movie credit for it, but I think it it knows it's um overindulgent. Like it's leaning into its overindulgence. It is very much agree, playing yeah. or catering to like terrifier slash gorehounds. Um for better or
0: worse. Being I mean, like yeah, indulging in the gore and violence and being over the top is one thing, but I, I mean more of like a a director's overindulgence where it's like, we need to watch this whole thing when it's like, well, do we really? No. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I liked it a lot. I gave it a 3.5. Did you guys happen to see the uh, teaser for Terrifier 3?
1: Yes, very excited.
0: Could be huge. I don't know if I like that it's a Christmas movie, but um, I am still on board for it, so. I It'll love, be a nice changeup. I love two are horror films very,
1: that are set around holidays. Very excited for Thanksgiving, but okay. I mean, why not? We did know. we did Halloween, you know, for the first two, so might as well do something a little different for the third one. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was getting to. Is um, I wonder if there's if there's, up, if, there's uh, if there's good reason for it though, like story wise, mm-hmm. why he pivots to Christmas versus Halloween.
0: Yeah, because there's obviously something supernatural. Oh, that's... Oh, dude, thank you for bringing that up because I would have skipped right over this. I did not like anything with the little girl in Fire 2. Like, she is, she is overacting the whole time. She's cheesing it the entire time. And then, like, they have, like, this newspaper clipping or whatever that gives, like, a backstory, but there's no time to read it or time... Like, there's no explanation to it at all. And Art's the only one that can see her. It just goes nowhere. It
1: feels, it feels so, a little half baked. Half baked. It's not even preheated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yeah, yeah. It's it. It seems like an element that is not fleshed out for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. really add anything to the movie.
0: Exactly. So it felt there. There's something too that could all the scenes with her are cut shit.
1: Oh no, we're getting more of her in the next one. Don't you worry.
0: Okay, but like, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna allude to some story or, or your plot with her, then like, flesh
1: it out. Don't, yeah, you know. Okay. Would you? Which one do you prefer, the first one or the second one? Uh, that is tough. I, yeah, I I would give the second one the edge, even though I think I gave them the both star, both the same star I think rating it's at one.
0: Anyway, yeah, I think. But I they're think, pretty close. Think,
1: yeah, they are very close. There's because i like as the a movie, simplicity as a... and the conciseness of the first one and it also yes, being the first exactly. one and i like the like the extreme and amped upness of the second one but it also feels a little bit more bloated and
0: first one still has my favorite kill too i love this when he saws her in half from That's the vagina cool. to the face. Dude, no the I... bedroom scene I... No, yeah. I got hyped up. No, that was too hyped up. That was too hyped up. People said that was like so fucked up. I didn't, it wasn't that bad. Well, I liked it, but like I was too hyped up for it. I was like, oh, this is the scene. And then I was like, oh, that's it. It is pretty fucked up, though. I mean, I I get it was hyped up
1: for you, but yeah, I know. It's pretty fucking gnarly. To any normal person, it would be pretty extreme for sure. I can't imagine putting Chelsea through that scene she would (laughs) just exactly die.
0: (laughs) All right. We got to keep her moving. Yeah. We're going on to uh, Carrie. Carrie next. Let's do it.
1: Overrated as fuck.
0: (laughs) Um, All All right. right. So I watched Carrie with uh, with the brief memory of watching this when I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 or so. And you know, liking it quite a bit. And my parents were hyping it up and all this shit and uh, did not live up to expectations. Um, You know, directed by uh, Brian De Palma was, I'd say pretty, well, Travis definitely knows more, but uh, you know, has some style to his films and, Oh yeah. um, I just thought it was very corny over the top. Didn't make a lot of sense story wise. And, the climax left a lot to be. Desired. Oh
1: man, I was gonna say like the climax is one of my favorite things in all of movies. <laughs> oh my god, no the way the it looks and the way it builds up. No. Oh, I hate that. Oh come on, the buildup is all right, but it's a slow burn of
0: of a movie, which is fine. I like that, but there's a lot of like corny acting and. You know the, I love the girl from Ferris Bueller who's trying to pass as a, as a high school student, and then ten years later she plays the middle aged secretary in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which well, is very funny.
1: To be fair, I don't think any of these people were actual like high school age at the time. Oh no, like no. Sissy space I think of was are, in her uh, most of them are at least thirty. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that was that, that's just funny. a different time. I mean, they typically sure. didn't cast you know, like, um, actual age actors to play high school roles.
0: Right. But you could get a little closer than 36, uh, which is, it didn't take me out of
1: the movie. One. Who are you talking
0: about? Uh, Nancy Allen or the girl from Ferris Bueller? What's her name? Is that, is Nancy Allen her name?
1: I don't remember. Um, well, Nancy Allen is know. like the biggest actor, outside of Sissy Spacek. Well, John Travolta too, obviously, but. Then, no. Not, not Nancy Elm. Her, her name is, is.
0: Eddie McClurg. <laughs> Good old Eddie, oh. Eddie McClurg, look her up. <laughs> um. <Rumbly>. Anyway, <laughs> there's, okay, so there's that whole angle. And then you get to why, why this happens. No, okay. So they have like this huge problem with Carrie. When really they should have a problem with their gym coach. Like all of the shit that they have a problem. All their anger is misdirected.
1: It makes no sense. Uh, c- kind of, sort of. I mean, she's the one who sets it off, whether they like it or not. I mean, they, she, it's, it's a movie about bullying, and she is the scapegoat.
0: Right. Which
1: I get. I, she's a freak. We yeah, get, she but. she's an outcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you, you love Black Swan, right? This movie owes a lot, or Black Swan owes a lot to this movie. The and, overbearing mother, uh, the like shelteredness of that's the main not, character. I mean, that's, a bad, that's, that's was before Carrie, too. Okay, I mean. name one movie before Carrie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, one movie. Just one. (laughs) With an overbearing mother? No. Not just (laughs) just an overbearing mother. (laughs) Yeah, boom. Cinderella. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, honestly, this does have similarities to Cinderella. There you go. Disney uh, did it first.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... Anyway. I get that that's a... uh, a you know, not the direction that they were going for, but I'm saying logically come into the corner and you would go after the, the gym teacher. That's the real, I mean, she literally abuse, physically abuses her students, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Different time, different Different time. time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But even, okay. So getting to the climax, which is like, you know, what people remember the whole like split screen Thing oh, and just like, on. oh, I love it's that. so <laughs> stupid. It's not for me, not my style. I do like the end when actually, when she goes back home with like the mother, I like a lot of that stuff in the actual ending, yeah. and then dream sequence with the burned down house. Uh, I like a lot of that stuff, but everything before that, you don't like the prom sequence. I don't love it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely dislike when she's like going full,
1: uh, full, uh, see, I love it. It's like ESP The look of, of her, like, like covered in blood that's, and there's fire around her and too, she's,
0: <laughs> they do, they dump the bucket of blood on her. And then you can see like, it doesn't cover all of her or whatever. And then they cut away from her and they cut back and it's just like, She's, like, rubbed in it in. She has to have rubbed it in on herself because it's now fully covered her face and all of her hair. Whereas the previous shot was, like, covered a little bit of her.
1: You would. You would. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just learn how to enjoy a movie for once. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> on free passes. Sorry, Brian. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean...
0: I. The mother stuff is uh, is all the best stuff. I didn't like much of the stuff at the school, the relationship with the other students, any of the other students, and even a lot of the performances, too, are, are just.
1: Uh, Sissy SpaceX pretty good, and I think it was her first role, too, good. which is kind of insane. Yep. No?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, if it was, then that then I would agree, is what I'm saying. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much else to say. I mean, you, I could now, see you... you... It, so we need to get into your uh, narrative here, your story with this movie. Because you, uh, you had said it had, been a, it had been a while since you rewatched it. Yeah. Saw the rating. You're like, okay, I need to see if it holds up to where I had it,
1: which was a five, mm-hmm. or or is Kyle right at all? Obviously, first watch is going to be the best. Uh-huh. Um. I could maybe go down to a 4.5, but I'm not going any lower than that. Well, what's it going to be? 5. <laughs> I'm your rewatch. Okay. I'm your rewatch is <laughs> I love the style. I like the slow burn of it all. Um sure, you can like nitpick the like era and some of the performances, blah blah blah, the stuff Kyle loves to nitpick, but the the climax is huge. If you can make it to the climax and not check out, it is not huge. It is huge. it is huge, dude. The scene when her and her date are dancing and it's like a three sixty—that's a nice little moment. And I don't know. I think I feel like there's just a lot going on from like Carrie's perspective in this movie. And you, really okay, I'm not feel giving it a
0: half star. There are things to like about it, and I do yeah. like that. And I like the shot in the classroom when it's. uh, you know, the force, the perspective of you're looking straight at, uh, Billy or what's his name? Billy. Who's her, what's her date? Tommy, Tommy, you're looking at Tommy and like, you can see her in the background, but like somehow they're both in focus and Mm -hmm. it gives, it shows his like reactions, which is interesting because he's saying things that like she is, she's hearing, but like, you know how in a classroom, you can't see anybody's face in front of you. So it's just, you know, obviously the camera is, an imaginary object to them, but you're seeing both of their perspectives at the same time, you know, stuff like that's interesting. There's things to like in the movie. Like I said, I like all the stuff with the mother stuff at the very end, the hand coming out of the ashes. That stuff's great.
1: As much as I like about it, there's as much stuff I don't like about it. You don't like the, uh, the whole like coming of age adulthood of it all no because i don't feel like that what that does that's
0: not even a part angle in the movie she's yeah, just as at the end as she, no, she like, gets
1: she gets her period and that's what sets everything off and then but <laughs> that's before not like before no before she she like doesn't like fight back or lash out at all and her period is like the moment that changes all of that and after yeah, that but she like she the, starts it's to not fight like back.
0: Maturity. It's the fact that she realizes she has powers. It's like very much a it is how it's
1: a metaphor. It's, it's supernatural. supernatural. Like you gotta suspend your disbelief a little oh bit. We're dealing with telekinesis. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Do you, you know, can know what is telekinesis? What is you can Throw tell. your logic out the window. We're fucking you dealing with supernatural powers. <laughs> It's
0: a Stephen King adaptation. That's all insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're we're watching a genre movie, so you know, throw your fucking logic compass out the door. Can't do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cannot do it. Can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why you're here to balance it out for us. Uh, Okay, I will say this is a throwaway, but you know, Uh, Nancy Allen. Never looked better. <laughs> uh, probably
0: not. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck that is. From... How do you oh, wait, yeah. She's, she's, in, RoboCop. she's in RoboCop. She's in RoboCop. She's in oh, yeah. She's the worst fucking part of RoboCop.
1: Holy shit. That's De Palma's girl. I think Her they did it at home. one point. No, 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 it's De Palma's girl. Trust. No, it's uh, it's Peter Wells' girl. She was in three RoboCops. Holy shit! She was also in Blowout and Dress to Kill.
0: It's well, De I girl.
1: That, so. I bet you she's in
0: more De Palma movies. Than oh RoboCops. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was trying to like make her a star or something. Because he wanted, he was trying to get in, in there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. you hey, he had to sacrifice quality for. Uh, nepot- or not even ne- what's I don't know what's. Not nepotism because it's not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the term is for <laughs> trading sex for work. Okay. I don't know. Well, what are we rating? What are we giving Carrie out of five? five oh, yeah, you he gave her five. 2.5. 2.5.
1: Really quick though, Kyle. I think you made a comment off air about uh the mm-hmm. opening scene objectifying Carrie. Yeah. I disagree.
0: <laughs> okay. And it's a pretty no. long. It's a pretty long, uh, take of her showering. Yeah, but it if doesn't no real purpose besides to show that she gets her period,
1: right? But I think what the movie is trying to do, and I am gonna ape this thought from another podcast, which a podcast I will recommend. It's called with Gorley and Rust. Uh, it's a podcast between Matt Gorley and Paul Rust. Paul Rust is the uh, the main character in the show Love on Netflix, and Matt Gorley is a uh, podcast personality. Works in the industry. I don't really know what his main credits would be, but Paul Rust in that episode about Carrie says that Paul- Brian De Palma in that opening scene is tricking your male gaze because you're like, "Oh, steamy locker room scene. What's going on here?" and then. Boom, period, fuck you (laughs) Boom Uh, Because, you know, I mean I think we're a little bit more Progressive these days as uh, Humans slash males But uh, some guys Are, got that ick When it comes to period Slash period blood And I really like the way he Kind of tricks you with that opening scene He got you good that's fair the the weird it's still weird went
0: through the lens he wants his kk there in high school (laughs) and b this girl has
1: never had a period before it's why is that not believable sometimes you know you go from not having a period to having a period very believable (laughs)
0: uh no i'm not saying that's not believable i mean i i guess it's possible even what, though she's we just a, happened to catch her on her
1: period kyle it's a movie dude it's fake
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she 17 or 18 um okay it's okay. late bloomer yeah i'm saying it's weird the uh when did you get
1: hair on your nuts kyle <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse your question <laughs>
0: i don't know uh i i could um i could get on board with that explanation though i did i did say that and that was my that was more of like a stream of consciousness thing when i was watching it but um i could get on board with that explanation of
1: of the uh trickery good so wow finally got kyle to back down for once let's uh <laughs> let's log this in the history of podcast all right it's not worth it's not
0: worth a half star though still 2.5 moving on yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah all right that's fine
0: <laughs> anybody else have anything they're dying to talk about no I'm good all right I'm gonna blow through these really quickly then I watched oh the in 2007 I <laughs> uh, liked it a lot I will admit I was fading fast fading in and out through this not through the whole movie just are <laughs> you the under movie. the
1: influence or just tired
0: no very just very tired um nice. this was, after i was Adulting. waking up early all that shit working <clears throat> yeah um but i do i did love it in the beginning again i think it gets a little convoluted towards the end um but i do like how it's basically a procedural horror movie like there's this mystery uh i don't know if the end totally works but whatever uh rewatch the descent from 2005 i did Ish. see that yeah this is uh That's one, a great of, one. used to be one of your favorites not as good as I remember um, I kind of remember it being more atmospheric horror and it's very once it once it jumps the shark it goes full like action it's like yeah. an action movie uh, do not remember that um, I liked I like the horror aspect a lot and the claustrophobic nature and a lot of the lighting when it goes from like it goes from like green and red and and then like just like darkened dimly lit uh the thing i don't there's well there's a lot i don't like some of the acting is pretty bad some of it looks not that great neo marshall he's not a great director uh the plot point where she kills her friend and like first off yeah, that was weird. these creatures are there she kills her friend which like why are you sneaking up on her or like you know announce your presence bro (laughs) she swings the thing and kills her and then she like tells the other friends like don't trust her like bro it's your fault that she killed you she did it on accident why are you saying like she's putting doubt in her the other girl's minds that she can be trusted it it's so stupid it's such a dumb plot point that it's almost like i don't know if they even needed it in the movie but it what it adds, it doesn't really even make sense for. It's just, it's stupid.
2: Yeah. Uh, I remember not liking it nearly as much, which yeah, shows. But I gave I it a three.
0: It. I could go higher on it. Uh, okay. And the last thing I rewatched whiplash have not seen this since it came out. So it's been like 10 years. And, uh, that was also one that needed room to grow. But, um, yeah, I think I appreciated it more now, uh, understanding more of what it's going for. And um, I really, really like the, you know, the art, the the uh, sacrifice art sacrifice discussion of, you know, his um, what's his name? J.K. Simmons character. The struggle, the the struggle for greatness, and what it takes to achieve greatness, and you know, does that justify? Does do the ends justify the means? And you know, a lot of people like say that his character is in the wrong for that. And you know, if you know my feelings on Stanley Kubrick, then uh, <laughs> I I would side more with him. Um, but. I feel like they people were talking about it as an ambiguous ending, and I I think it's less ambiguous than I remember or people's what I
1: heard people saying. But
0: yeah, definitely liked you it a
1: lot. Could ask the same question about this podcast? Do the
0: ends <laughs> justify the means?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Harsh, didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this fucking guy. He's a real pain in the ass. Anyway, uh, one thing that definitely stood out more on this watch was the editing as well. Uh, I know it won an Oscar for best editing, so kind of easy to say in hindsight, but it is amazing. Shots of the instruments when it, uh, you know, all those, it's kind of like a better baby driver where it's like cutting to the music and it's, you know, going to each instrument. And just how that shot and how that looks is uh, really good. But yeah, loved it even more. I went up to a five on this watch. So uh, we're, it, we're, we're flirting with top 100 territory now. All right. That's it for me.
1: Shut her down. down.
0: All right. Wrapping it up. All right. So next week we are uh, reviewing the Marvels, right?
1: Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just take- no,
0: you're not. You're going to do the killer. <laughs> no. Yeah, just kidding. We're doing the. I got you, though. We're talking (laughs) killer. (laughs) We're ruining the killer, obviously. Gonna be huge. Will Josh show up? Time will tell. Yeah. Want to place a wager? No. (laughs) I don't want to take your money. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, if that does it, uh, you can send us a question or a comment at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcast. I am on Letterboxd and
2: Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both those. as jsal517. That's jsal517.
1: I'm also on both of those at Travis Paul. If you can't spell it, you're an idiot. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. I'm here. Oh, and now I'm offline. Okay.